Oh, welcome back to the Elite Kingdom, the place where we talk about wrestling, football, and so much more. Today, we're once again gonna talk about AEW Dynamite, so let's not waste any time, and let's jump right into this episode. The show started with our first, but no less, squash match, where John Moxley faced against Ryan Nemeth. Surprisingly, Nemeth got just the right amount of offense to call this match somewhat back and forth. Well, it's not like Nemeth dominated a big portion of a match. No, John was the one on top for the majority of this 5-minute match, but after he would land 2-3 moves, Ryan would come back with one move that would stun Mox for a couple of seconds, and then Mox would dominate again. After a couple of these back and forth moments, Mox won with a paradigm shift. After the match, John cut an incredible promo. Maybe one of the best he ever cut, and it definitely says a lot of things because, you know, he cuts a great promo near every single week on Dynamite. He said that he knows that the match and revolution might be, and quite possibly will be a trap by Kenny Omega, but he doesn't care because he loves the sport, and most importantly, He's addicted to violence, so if this match will be his last one, so be it. Cause it's a hell of a way to go out. Great promo to build more hype for one of the most exciting matches on Revolution, and a good squash match that built up Ryan Nemeth like a good competitor and gave some momentum to Moxley. Speaking of squash matches, we had a second squash match of the night, where Varsity Blondes faced against Team Taz. As you would guess, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks dominated near 95% of this match, but because of it, Varsity Blondes didn't look bad. In fact, when Brian Pillman had his comeback against Starks, Owen Griff Garrison had his heart attack, where he ran absolutely wild on Ricky, they looked like a team that can, if not beat Team Taz, then at least put them through a challenge for sure. But their comeback didn't really last long, cause Brian Cage absolutely killed Brian Pillman Jr. after powerbombing him right into the steel post on the outside, after which he fell right on the steel steps, which looked absolutely brutal. And after a minute or so, Brian Cage nailed a drill claw for a three. However, the fun was not over yet because we had the latest installment of Darby's short movies, where he got dragged in a body bag by Sting in a desert looking area. After the short film, Sting came out with a body bag, but instead of Darby being inside, it was Taz's son, Hook. And Darby, in a beautiful way of misdirection, came from a rafter on a zipline right into the ring. We had a little brawl where Darby took out Starks and Sting nailed a stinger splash and a scorpion death drop on Brian Cage. It was great. If I'm honest, the last two weeks were the best usage of Sting since his debut. Darby looked awesome, Sting looked incredible doing his signature moves. The only thing that kinda disappoints me is 
that it feels like a go-home segment, but we have one more week, so... I'm not sure about what they're gonna do next week, but it's a minor criticism, so... Let's go forward. And you're never gonna guess what happened next! It was another squash match. This time, J.K. Hager absolutely destroyed Brandon Cutler. Cutler had a bit of offense towards the end, but mostly, it was all Hager. But if we're honest with ourselves, it was more of a build-up to what happened after the match than a match itself, because Santana and Ortiz came out to beat Cutler, Bucks came to stop them, but then Jericho and MJF appeared on a Titatron with a Papa Buck who they brutally beat up so much that he actually bleeded from his forehead. And at the end, he left some bloody marks on his son's pictures on a bus. After this, the heels run away while baby faces went to the hospital. It's quite an old school way of making a feud feel much more personal. And I think it works quite well in this story. After this, Adam Page faced against Isaiah Cassidy, and surprisingly, it was a great long match where Isaiah looked like an absolute star, working over Page's hand and because of it being in control for the majority of the match, he cut off most of Hangman's offense and even his signature moves. However, Hangman still won after catching Isaiah mid-air in a dead eye with only one hand. It was near fantastic, the match was great, both wrestlers looked much better than before the match, and the story got progressed even further, because after the match, Matt Hardy said that he will take out everyone that Hangman likes, and that's why he threw Alan number 5 Angels through a table after the match. Great. It was simply great. Then we had a continuation of Women's Eliminator Tournament where Britt Baker faced against Nyla Rose. And as expected, the match was great. The first person of the match, however, was nothing of notice because Britt and Rabba tried to cheat and use heel tactics to stop Nyla. But it barely worked. But the second portion of the match was brilliant. Great wrestling from both women, great near falls, and even kickouts from finisher maneuvers. Britt kicked out once from Nyla's Biz Bomb, and Nyla twice escaped Britt's Jawlock. In the end, surprisingly, Nyla won after hitting another Biz Bomb. You know, I have nothing against this match. It was great. However, the winner? Nah, I'm not sure about it. Britt should be the next champion because, you know, she bloody deserves it. And I just hope, I pray to all gods that Nyla will not win the tournament because we've seen Nyla versus Sheeta so many fucking times that I'm not even gonna count. But now, it's time for our main event, Ray Phoenix versus Lance Archer. It's not that hard to guess, but the match was bloody fantastic. One of the best this year on Dynamite. And of course it was. You have Ray Phoenix who can do absolute madness inside the ring, and Lance, one of the best big guys in AEW's roster. This match ruled. Lance had the majority of the match in control, dominating and doing the typical big guy wrestling with occasional high flying. 
lancel grade, and most importantly, never boring. And part of this obviously goes to Ray Phoenix who had moments where he quite literally was on fire. Doing walk on the rope, dives to the outside, corkscrew dives, frog splashes, well, anything you can imagine basically. And the match went for near 20 minutes, and in the end, in the final minutes of the match, Lance surprisingly won after a blackout, advancing to the ladder match on Revolution, and even fist-bombed near dead body of Phoenix after the match. And I personally think it's a great decision to put Lance in a ladder match, because he will bring a different style of wrestling to this match, and it will be weird to have Phoenix and Panta fight against each other again while Death Triangle was on a roll since Pac came back. Even though it would be incredible to have Phoenix in a ladder match. Overall, it was another great episode of Dynamite. Where, of course, there was a lot of squash matches, but all of them served their purpose and helped the guys who were involved in this match. I can't wait for the next week's episode, and of course, I cannot wait for the revolution. Thank you guys for listening, and as always, I'll hear you soon.